Hey, welcome back to Project Freelance. My name is Kay Nagonio, and this week on the podcast, we are speaking with Boston Schultz about concert photography and marketing. I'm super excited about this podcast, but first, I wanted to let you guys know that if you are new to the podcast, you should definitely subscribe because every single week, I have a different guest come on to talk to you about how they built their business as a freelancer. If you guys need help with things for adulting, like tracking your mileage or keeping track of your expenses, there are links down in the description for you. If you guys need gear, if you need photography gear, if you need videography gear, if you need editing software, there are a bunch of links down in the description for you. They are affiliate links, so I get a little bit of kickback every time you guys use my links. Thank you in advance. If you guys want to purchase my first ever photography book, I printed out a bunch of photos from the abandoned places that I like to explore, and I wrote a little uh, a little diary, you know, made a book about it. So you can pick up a copy at justletterk.com slash no tracers. Links are down in the description, but we're going to get into this podcast with Boston. We're going to be talking about getting in touch with publications, getting access to festivals, and making money as a concert photographer. All right, let's get into this. Boston, please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the audience. So my name is Boston Schultz. I am a concert photographer and a nine-to-fiver. So I have a marketing job in addition to my concert photography. I only focus on music and concert photography. I really don't do anything else, don't shoot weddings. So all of my income and how I maintain my photography business comes from just music. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be super fun to talk about then uh, because it's not very often that you find photographers that just do, you know, uh, one style of photography or one style of video. So I'm super interested to hear your take on this and hear how you've been able to make your income uh, based off of music. So let's go way back. Let's start talking about how you got into photography in the first place. Yeah, so I started photography about, I want to say six years ago, and I was in New York City at the time. So I actually graduated college, had no idea what I was going to do with my life, moved out to New York because I was like, this sounds fun, I'm going to do this, moved there, and just wanted to kind of pick up something that I was interested in. So I was always going to kind of like punk and like sleaze rock kind of shows in New York City, because like the classic rock um, and like sleaze rock is really what I'm interested in. That's like the kind of music that I love. And I was going to all these shows kind of by myself and was getting bored with it. So I wanted to start photography to have like something to do while I was there. And I always kind of joke around with my friends. I'm like, the reason I picked up a camera is because I was having a lot of creepy dudes hit on me at shows. And I figured that if I was working, they'd leave me alone. And that actually like turned out to be true. Once I picked up a camera, I was like able to do whatever I wanted at shows. Like people respected me, people left me alone. So I was like, this is awesome. I get to go to shows. I was always like front row. I got to hang out with the bands because the bands were like, hey, you're shooting. Like, let's do this. Can we take portraits or whatever? So that's kind of how I started because I was just there as a fan. And then I started building my portfolio 
and eventually like reached out to publications and started working for publications, which is what I still do. The majority of my work um, is like on contract with publications. And then I moved to Los Angeles about four, four years ago. And I have been working with local bands here ever since. And about like five years ago, I was doing some photography for weddings and like engagement shoots and like headshots. And I honestly hated it. <laughs> so it just wasn't my jam. Like I wasn't excited about like going out to these shoots. And I just felt awkward about it. And even though I was making money off of shooting weddings, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I removed that from my portfolio and was like, you know what, I'm just doing this for me. So I'm just going to focus on concerts. Wow. So you went from New York to L.A. We uh, recently had someone else on the podcast that did the same kind of move for music. And so he did the New York to L.A. What was that like for you moving from New York to L.A.? It's stressful. Um, packing everything up in New York was crazy. I actually like moved home to like my parents' house for two months to kind of like get everything settled before I moved back out to LA. Um, it's it's wild and it's expensive, but I honestly am so, so glad that I made that move because. New York was really stressful and I actually have family out here in LA. So it's really nice to like be able to go over to like your aunt and uncle's house for dinner and like hang out with family, which I couldn't really do when I was in New York. So making that move was awesome, but very expensive. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit hilarious that photography got you away from the creepy dudes at shows. Um, I've, never really had to deal with that but I mean I'm super androgynous so I don't really get messed with from guys very much you know so I don't I don't have that experience but I know there are other women out there that have had to deal with experiences like that so I think it's super interesting that that's one thing that got you away from that but not only that it got you away from being alone and bored at a, at a rock or at a punk show you know like that's hilarious like like why why photography like you could have done anything you know what I mean you could have been like you could have done anything at a show why why'd you pick to do photography yeah so there were kind of like two factors into this because I always first of all I always liked having a camera and like taking photos but I mean I had like this was when I was a kid, I had like these crappy digital cameras when they first came out, like little point and shoots and had the best time taking all these horrible pictures as a kid. So <laughs> when I was thinking of like other hobbies and things I wanted to do, photography was kind of always in the back of my mind. And then the other part of that is that my long-term boyfriend, we've been together for about eight years now, he's a musician and he was always talking about like getting photos and content. So that was like something that I was aware of even though I wasn't in the music industry or doing anything at that time. I was like, you know what? Bands always need content. They always need photography. Like I really enjoyed photography when I was younger. Like maybe I'll just pick it up and kind of see where it goes. 
which is why like I started doing that. And then also I saw that at concerts, there's a photo pit. So there was also in the back of my mind being like, I could be in the photo pit and like not have to be in the crowd. And then I could just be there for the whole concert. And that was like super nice because I am a horrible introvert and like having my own personal space and everything. So to be out of the crowd and be like in this confined pit space with my own like room to breathe was <laughs> like all that I wanted. So those kind of factors led me to picking up my first camera and trying it out. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably the best place to see the show from. <laughs> it is, by far. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very fun, you know, I'm shooting a big arena show this weekend and I'm so, it's like a band that I've never gotten to photograph before and I'm so excited. And it's like, you getting those opportunities to like see these bands live that close and like that personal and getting to capture the show and the energy of it. There's nothing like it. And especially punk shows, you know, like talk about shooting a punk show. Like what's that like compared to, you know, other genres? Yeah. So I have moved now into a lot of like metal because I think like Los Angeles is really metal focused and that's kind of where I've been stuck because my, I guess I should say my website caters a lot to like classic rock and metal bands. And for a while that was like all that I was shooting, even though I started out with shooting like some punk bands in New York and it was like, this is great. This is what I want to shoot. Once I started shooting metal, everyone kind of knew me as the girl that like photographed metal. So then I did that for a few years and I'm like, okay, I need to expand my portfolio. So I guess that's like one thing to note to anyone who's listening and is doing photography is sometimes you get like stuck inside these like genres. If you shoot too much of something, everyone's like, oh, you're just like the metal girl now and that's all you shoot. So I've been like working on expanding my portfolio. So it's not like so isolated to like one kind of music. But like anything that's in the punk, like metal, uh, rock genre, I love all of those kinds of shows because the people on stage just for me seem to be giving it their all. Like by the end of the first song, they're just like dripping and sweat. They're jumping around, they're running around. It's always kind of like stressful as a photographer too because the lighting is always horrible. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. So it's just like having that excitement on stage, it just can't be beat because your photos at the end of the day look so good because you are capturing a moment. So if someone's just standing on stage playing a guitar, like you can get a really beautiful photo. But when you have someone that's like running and jumping and screaming and like throwing themselves into the crowd, like, those are the moments that I personally live for and like love capturing. So every time that I can, I'm like, okay, I'm going to definitely shoot more like punk and metal and rock because that is just so awesome to be a part of. Yeah. As you're talking about, you know, these types of 
photos, capturing these types of photos, it's giving me flashbacks of photos I've taken, you know, of like people in the crowd, crowd surfing, musicians on like inflatables in the crowd playing guitar, you know, standing on the crowd, you know, it's, it's an absolutely amazing experience to get to witness something like that. And and those are the photos that everyone remembers. Like you can scan through someone's like photography portfolio and their work can be good. Like that's, there's a general good range of photography that you're like, that person's really good at what they're doing. But if they're missing these moments or they're unable to like capture these moments, that's what like really stands out and like pulls your photography like portfolio out of the crowd. So yeah, that's what everyone remembers. Absolutely. And I've even had a couple photos of myself on the crowd as a fan, like crowd surfing. And that's absolutely crazy to see, you know, high-fiving the singer or something like that. So let's talk about publications for a second. What do you do to get in touch with publications? How do you find these, these people to work with? How do you, more importantly, how do you find publications that are willing to pay you for your photography? The payment part is the hardest struggle. I think the majority of the publications uh, that I know of don't pay. And the problem with me and like, I guess how I work is that I try and find a publication that like, if they don't pay, at least I can license out the rest of the photos. That way, if I'm shooting something for free, okay, I'm not getting paid for that. But then I have those photos that are like my own and copyrighted under me that I can then sell later on. So either selling those as prints or licensing them out to an agency. That's normally how I personally make money. Um, the publications that I currently work with, they don't pay me, but they get me huge, huge access that I can't get on my own. So then once I have that access, I have those photos, I find the ones that I like and print those out and sell those photos. So it is a struggle to find publications that are willing to pay. And personally, I don't have any tips on that because I haven't found one recently that pays. Um, but reaching out to publications, I feel is pretty easy because most of them now are very like social media content focused. So just like scrolling through local kind of hashtags, whatever's in your area, and then just finding out who's posting and reaching out to them. I've had so much good luck by just sending out emails saying, hey, I'm really interested in working with you guys. Like, here's my portfolio. Please reach out to me so we can talk about this further. Um, especially because I don't put any information out there about like, I'm not like, hey, I want to get paid, like, make sure you guys pay me. It's just, hey, I want to work with you. And then let's negotiate something so I can sell those photos afterwards. Um, so that's been really successful for me. So when it comes to licensing out photos, um, first of all, do you have to get permission from the artist? How does that work? How does that go? How does licensing photos go? Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that are curious about it that may not know how that works. Yeah. So I prefer to like reach out to the artist to get their approval first because I never want to 
get a bad name for myself or like burn any bridges. Um, I'd rather just let the artists know upfront and say, hey, I wanna do this. And if they say no, then that's it. I don't, I don't really fight it. I know a lot of people that just license their photos regardless and don't really put <laughs> the artist's uh, feelings into consideration, which I just think is kind of bad business. But either way, like you do own your copyright. So as long as you didn't sign something that says uh, that you're not gonna sell those photos, you're normally in the clear from what I understand. I've, I feel like it varies per location though. Like the United States is so different than everywhere else in the world when it comes to like copyright and legal stuff. Um, but for me, it's just like, I didn't sign a contract and I reached out to the band to make sure that it was okay. If I signed a contract saying that, that like I wasn't gonna sell them, I don't sell them. If it says, hey, we don't want you to do this, we don't like the photos or whatever it is, I just don't sell them. So it does limit the amount of photos that I have to license out and use um, for sales purposes, but I'd rather keep it that way so I have like good business practices and everyone kind of respects me and what I'm doing that I don't get like a bad brand name, I guess. Yeah. And for people listening, most of the time you can just hit up the artists on like Instagram or on their Facebook, or they probably have an email somewhere on their website. Uh, there's, there's definitely a way to get in touch with these people or their publisher or their publicists. I mean, there's, Definitely different ways to get in touch with these people. Um, so when you moved out to LA, what what did you do? What 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 was your story from there? So when I moved out to LA, I actually picked up a day job in marketing. So I've been working in marketing uh, since like 2012, and picked up a day job. So I worked nine to five. Worked nine to five since I moved to LA, and I do photography like my nights and weekends. So the publication that I was actually with in New York, they just kind of transferred me to their Los Angeles group because they cover everything nationwide. And I let them know that I was moving and they're like, cool, we're going to keep you on the team. Just we'll start having you go to shows in LA. So it was super easy for me to move because I had them like behind me and fully supporting me. And as soon as I moved to LA, I just started shooting shows here. So there was like really no transition in my photography business other than just the location. And I've been pretty much doing that ever since. So it's been, it's been really nice living out in LA. It's so chill here too. <laughs> so let's talk about some marketing tips for photographers. Uh, how can you market your photography? Where, where are you posting your stuff? Uh, how can you, what do you do about the uh, new Instagram algorithm? Like what's happened? Yeah. So Instagram is such a struggle for me because I will like gain a few hundred followers and then drop like 300 followers like the next day I have no I never know what they're doing they make changes and it's just always all over the place so Instagram I don't really concern myself with a lot I use my Instagram as a up-to-date portfolio kind of as like a in the day so my clients can see 
what I've been working on, the newest things, and kind of more of my personal life and like the behind the scenes of doing shows. Um, other than that, I do a lot with uh, my website and trying to get like my blog up to date and like people linking to my website just to bring traffic to my website. So talking about like marketing, my background in marketing is like paid search and paid social. So I do marketing for like big corporations daily where I'm putting out a ton of money to bring people to their website. So I try and use those same tricks on a very, very small scale for my own website. Like I've paid like five bucks and ran Facebook ads to bring people to my website to reach out to me when I'm like trying to make a push for new clients. So last year I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm really stale. I've been in the same kind of group of friends for a while, haven't had any new clients. So I ran a really, really cheap ad on Facebook just to get my name out there and got three new clients from it. So there's like small little things that you can do for pretty cheap just to like get your pictures and your face in front of people. And I've been doing that for a few years just to like continue marketing myself. But the rest of the stuff that I do is honestly like word of mouth. I've worked with a lot of local bands where I say like, hey guys, if you recommend me to like one of your other bands or like you get me booked for the opener that's opening for you and I shoot both sets, I'll give you a discount and that kind of stuff that really, really helps grow my business because I feel like once I do one set of photos with a local band, I kind of stay with them. So it's really good marketing for me to just kind of offer like these little promotions. I don't know necessarily what other photographers call them because I I know a lot of people don't like offering like free shoots or discounted shoots but that's something that I definitely do because I think that once you get your foot in the door you get a like long-term lifetime client and that's where the majority of my money and my business comes from is just like bands that keep coming back to me because I gave them three free photos this one time and they think that my work is great. So then they want me to like cover all of their shows. So there's like all of that little stuff that you can do of just networking and communicating with bands just to get your name out there. Amazing. Thank you for giving us some of those tips. Um, for photography stuff, do you have any formal education in it or you, were you self-taught? I was all self-taught. So I have a lot of photography friends because um, when I was way younger, I used to model. So I had like a lot of photographers I worked with when I was like in front of the camera. So I asked them for a lot of tips and kind of had like friends teaching me how to do certain things, but everything else was self-taught, no formal training. That's awesome. Uh, I love that you used your friend group to help teach yourself how to uh, how to grow as a photographer. It's a great idea. Um, I still do that. Like I still reach out to my friends that are like shooting shows. And if they have something like really cool going on, I'm like, 
hey, can you tell me how you did that? Like maybe it was like a cool editing trick. I, I just think that people don't really use their friend group that much. And everyone in this industry seems so nice and like able to reach out and like tell you how to do things. We just like don't ask. So I still try and use my friend group if they're like doing something really cool or I don't know how to do something. Like I always reach out to them and ask. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone listening, you should definitely use your friend group to your advantage. Um, and so with that, I wanted to talk about uh, touring. And I know we talked a little bit before this about it. And you said that you don't you don't tour. Um, I just want to know because there's some people that shoot shows that think they have to go on tour to make a living. So uh, talk about the the perks of staying home versus going on tour. Yeah, so I'm in the lucky group of people that I actually really like my nine to five job. So I've been happy with having a nine to five job and then also doing photography. So going on tour has never been an option for me because I can't really leave my nine to five job as I could with like something else. If I was working retail, I feel like I would just like quit a job and then go on tour and then find another retail job. Uh, but it's just not that way when I'm working in marketing and I don't want to use all my vacation days for a tour. So I, I like, it's never been an option for me. I've actually like never considered it. And everyone's like, how do you make money if you don't tour? I'm like, I love the Los Angeles, like local musicians and I've been lucky enough to like work with a great amount of people where I can pay all of my photography bills from the money that I make from photography so I think that people overlook their like local communities a little too much thinking like there's no money in it you got to do the tours I'm like that's not necessarily true so I urge everyone to kind of like network within their community. And if they don't want to tour, you really need to heavily network where you're at. But that being said, like touring just honestly doesn't sound that much fun to me. I, like I said earlier, I'm one of those introverts. I like my own space. I like my own home and I would never want to leave for an extended amount of time. So I've found a way to kind of like make everything work without ever having that on my plate. So the people that are like, you have to tour, you don't really have to tour. There's a lot of people actually that I know here in LA that don't tour at all. So it's, it's kind of like a common misconception. Definitely not true. And what was the first band you photographed? Oh boy, I think it was Faster Pussycat. They're a, they're a rock band, uh, like a sleaze metal band from the 80s. And uh, what is your favorite band that you photographed? I got to photograph Tom Petty the week before he died. And I still am so amazed that I even got that opportunity that like after he passed, I blew up a poster of my favorite photo that I took from that set and I have it in my room to like remind me every day why I love concert photography and why I keep doing this. 
because it was such a crazy opportunity. About printing your workout and what that means to you. I think just like having a tangible like print of your photos there's just something about it that's so meaningful. I don't know why, but like I can look at my portfolio, my Instagram, and I'm like, oh, it's just like another thing online. But having a printout of it in your room, it just makes it so much more real. So I think that like I get kind of <laughs> like, I forget how exciting and cool to like everyone else what this opportunity is like I get to go to festivals I'm like oh yeah I'm just going again to this festival this year and my friends back home are like that is so crazy you get in for free I'm like yeah actually they pay me to go and like that's just like a wild concept to I think the majority of the population so having like a tangible piece of every event that I've gone to every like little moment that I got to capture that just like makes it more real to me like making me remember that this is something cool that I get to do this is an opportunity that like not a lot of people get and it just like makes me feel like really like I guess blessed to have this opportunity so printing it I think everyone should print their work make a poster of like your favorite photo because it's just Waking up and seeing that every day is just a really cool reminder to like keep you going and keep you like pushing yourself and your business to do more and like be more, I guess. And it's cool to decorate your space with your art that you've yes. created. Yes. And also I will throw in your friend's art because I I know that in this community, like uh, I get to know a lot of other photographers and like when they're there all like if I have the money that month I'll like try and pitch in and buy a piece of their artwork too because you know it is very hard for a lot of people in this industry to get paid so supporting your friends and supporting their business is just always something that you should do but it also helps you like grow and be inspired to see other people's artwork too so I would definitely say support your friends and buy their own photos as well. Absolutely. Um, have you ever done any internships or have you ever been a mentor for anybody? I have been a, not like an official internship, but I've definitely second shot for a lot of people. So I've known a few, few I've known a few people that have had like really cool portrait shoots coming up with a band and I'll go to the shoot with them and do like lighting or whatever they need help with to just kind of see how it's run. I think that's, that's always a great opportunity because when you get to like these more extensive shoots for like magazine covers and stuff, they always need like extra help on stage or not on stage, on set. So reaching out to other photographers that are doing that and just like being their secondary help so you can learn while you're helping them, I think is a great opportunity. I've done that a lot and I always learn from it. So that's a cool one, but I haven't done any like actual internships and I've never mentored anyone, sadly. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of your influences as far as concert photography goes. Ooh. Um, so I love Mark Weiss, who he was a photographer that did a lot of the like 80s rock covers. So I always love his work. Um, and I got to meet him a few years back and it was just like this huge thing for me. Um, and then another photographer is uh, Jack Liu, who is a also 80s photographer, very well known for uh, photographing Guns and Roses. So he's actually in Los Angeles and I've photographed quite a few concerts with him. Very cool. Um, and then like females, uh, I'm going to like butcher people's names, which is always awful. But Jen, uh, I think it's like, oh my God. She goes by Jen D photography. I'll just say that. But her, <laughs> her like, her work is incredible and like so vibrant. So every time I see her stuff, I'm just like mind blown. So those are like my three that I follow a lot because they're just super incredible. Awesome. And what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Um, I think one thing, this kind of answers your question, but not really, <laughs> um, is I wish that like I told myself not to be so hard on myself because I think that we all like judge ourselves and our work a lot. And I had numerous times in my career where I'm like, oh, I'm not doing like good enough. These photos aren't great. And looking back at it now, they were solid photos and I was still growing and still learning. And I wish that I could have just told myself like, Hey, you're still learning. You're still doing this and you're doing a good job. Like I just, it blows my mind thinking back to where I was and how hard I was on myself. And I wish I just like knew then that I was still learning and still going to progress through my career. That would have helped my anxiety so, so much. Yeah. And I think realizing that you're going to improve and you're going to get better at every aspect of what you do if you just keep doing it. Yeah. I think like so many times I've stared at my work and been like, I'm not growing. I'm not learning. I'm not, I'm not moving forward at all when I actually was, but like when you're in it, you don't feel that way. So if I could just be like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, it's okay. I think that's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves because all of us that are like actively going out and shooting, you're learning every time that you're in that pit, every time that you're editing. So if I could just remind myself when I first started that, that would have been a huge game changer for me. And do you have any final advice for photographers out there that might want to start getting into concert photography or maybe that they're, that they are in into concert photography, but maybe they need some tips on how to grow. I think, I think the biggest thing is to stop comparing yourself to other people because I realized that I was growing a lot faster when I was just comparing myself to my previous work instead of other people's work. There's always like this idea that we get in our heads of so-and-so 
is doing so much better than me. They're, you know, getting all of these jobs and opportunities that might not be available to you. Like I was comparing myself against tour photographers and I was like, these opportunities just like aren't coming to me, but I wasn't opening myself up to the opportunities. So it didn't make sense. Like I was in this hole of like failing my own ideas because I was comparing myself to something that was never going to happen. So I think that it's really important to just focus on your work and growing your work without comparing yourself to other people. Just like keep seeing what you're doing and what you think that you can do better on versus what someone halfway across the country doing a worldwide tour is doing. It's really not good for your mental health <laughs> to compare yourself to other people. Um, so I think that that is my biggest piece of advice is just like look back at your own photos and grow from there. Don't worry about what other people are doing because they're not in the same circumstances as you. Absolutely. And where can people find you on social media or where can they find you to potentially hire you for a shoot? So my all my social media is at by Boston. It's B-Y-E-B-O-S-T-O-N. And my website is letsgetrocked.info. So by this time, we've done like four or five episodes about concert photography. And I think that if you are not getting the tips that you need, you must not be paying attention because the guests that I've had on this podcast to talk about concert photography are seriously some of the greatest. And I have had an absolute pleasure talking to them and getting to know them. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Project Freelance. I will be talking to you again next week for another episode, but I am currently working on getting guests for season six of Project Freelance. If you would like to join the podcast, if you would like to be a part of Project Freelance, if you make over $1,000 a month as a freelancer, I would like to talk to you on this podcast please reach out to me if you're a drone pilot, if you are a, hey, if you're a concert photographer, we can keep talking concert photography. Other urban explorers, people that climb rooftops, people that are free runners. I would like to talk to a bunch of different type of people. So if you would like to chat, please get in touch with me at contact at justtheletterk.com. If you guys want to see my portfolio, read my blog, just go to justtheletterk.com. And I will talk to you next week for another episode of Project Freelance. Keep enduring, go out and go create something.